Hey friends, are you ready to transform your everyday stories into inbox magic? Lucky for you, my good friend, Brenna McGowan is back. Brenna is the queen of copywriting and an Instagram expert. Get ready because Brenna is going to share the best type of emails that will help you connect with your audience and give you her brilliant segue guide, the ultimate guide that will transition any story to a killer call to action. Here we go. Hey there, mom boss. Welcome to the social media for mompreneurs podcast. I'm Allison Scholes, brand strategist and lifestyle stock photographer. And yes, I'm that boss lady in sweatpants. If you're ready to fine tune your personal brand, grow your business on social media, learn some really cool marketing hacks, all while balancing family life, then girl, you're in the right spot. And please don't be shy. You can connect with me over at bossladyinsweatpants.com. If you're ready for today's show, go ahead and hand out the kids' tablets, open those juice boxes, grab your coffee, and hide in your closet. It's time to dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And today I have a repeat guest back in the house. Her name is Brenna McGowan. Brenna, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. I love having you on the show. But before we dive into our topic today, give us an overview of your business and what your mission is. Well, I am a copywriter who specializes in email and Instagram, mostly Instagram and uh, caption writing. And, you know, my mission is to help, you know, as a stay at home mom for years who started a business, my mission is to help women um, be able to find their voice and be able to share what they have and know how to talk about it in their writing. That's amazing. And I love your writing. So tell us how you got into copywriting. I wish it was like this one straight line of like, oh, I did this and this and this, and then this happened. Um, I think it's just a, a real, you know, culmination of everything I've done in my life. And, um, you know, I worked as a sales manager at one point or in a bank and did tons of sales. I was a stay-at-home mom for years. And during that time, my husband and I also owned a publication. And then um, when my kids went back to school, I started uh, doing some blogging and social media work from home. And long story short, in 2018, I had this crazy idea that I should start my own business. And um, I actually at that point in time was going to do social media management. And I, that's what I started off in blogging. And I realized very quickly that as much as I loved the kind of fun sales aspect of writing, I didn't love managing other people's social media. And actually, I kind of hated it. And so what I then pivoted into really thinking about the aspects of my business, you know, we all start these businesses and we end up in a position sometimes we think, I don't love what I'm doing. And what's the point? You know, why am I doing all of this? I could go work from someone else and, you know, have things be a lot easier. And so I started to really think about the aspects of what I liked in my business and uh, pivoted pretty hard over into email and, um, you know, and I feel like email and Instagram are very similar in terms of the way I write. And so I really pivoted hard and that's kind of how I ended up here. So, and I think a lot of listeners can certainly relate to you because we know life and business does not go 
in a straight line. And I think everyone is going to have that point in, where, in their life where they're going to realize what they thought they were going to love doing. They're not going to love it and they are going to pivot. So when it comes to your clients, what do you find to be their biggest frustration? I believe most clients' biggest frustration is they know what they want to say, but they don't know how to say it. And they don't know how to say the same thing again and again without having it sound redundant. And so one of my big focuses with clients is really doing a lot of listening and teaching them how to listen to what's going on around them to be able to find ways to talk about their business that is fun and interesting and compelling all at the same time. And I fall into that too. There's so many times where I have like this amazing idea in my head and it sounds great in my head but when man when you sit behind that computer and you're ready to type it out there's so many times you just stare at the computer and you just have no idea what to write now last time you were on the show you shared the importance of like a nurture or a welcome series and how to set one up we know we don't own our social media platforms but we do own our email list when it comes to writing emails, what type of emails work the best to connect with our audience? I think this is a great question. And it all goes back to storytelling and using our stories in emails. And the beauty of the way that I teach emails is that these, don't, these are not overly designed newsletters. These are emails that you would simply send to a friend. They're plain text. Um, so that's the first part is we want to send emails that look like they're coming from a friend, not from a business. The other part of emails, though, when storytelling, and I, you know, in this online world, we hear storytelling a lot. I think we need to take it a step deeper, though. We're not telling stories just to tell stories. We're telling stories with our reader in mind. So thinking about stories that would maybe be either applicable, interesting, motivating, inspirational, and thinking about how we could tell those stories and talk about our business. And the way that we do some of this is between using metaphors or analogies, parallels, parables. You know, when we tell stories in this way, the stories do the heavy lifting for our business. The stories do the selling for our business and it doesn't become, they're not noisy. And the reason why the stories aren't as no, no, noisy in general we all, first of all, we all love stories. Think about us, how we want to watch TV or movies. We're all naturally attracted to stories, but stories also help us grasp these concepts that we might not be able to easily grasp if we're just throwing information at someone. The story actually helps our brain interpret what our message is and makes it easier to understand and remember. The other thing I love about personal stories within our emails is that it actually helps us with our personal branding as well. You know, a lot of times the emphasis is not put on our copy of how much of our copy defines who we are as a business and our stories directly relate to what type of person we are, what type of person we're going to attract and what type of person we're going to repel. And when we're very clear on our, on our message and the type of stories that we want to tell, we definitely will attract or repel, you know, the people. So I think in just in general, a stories really ignite imagination. They pull in the people that um, are meant to be. And it, I think the other great part about stories too is 
the way I look about it is our stories really help not only set us apart from the competition, but eliminate competition as well because you know when when we're confident in the stories that we're telling and who we are in our copy for our businesses we stand out naturally and once again we attract those people and then someone else might have the same business and we'll attract a whole separate you know a whole different sort of group based on what type of stories and what type of messaging they're putting out there so would you say when it comes to email and email copy personal is like the new professional. Oh, definitely. Uh, I think Laura Belgray, even this week, who's like my copywriting hero, I believe that was her <laughs> exact, uh, yeah. I think she had an exact quote card on that this week. So definitely a couple of things to say on this. Personal does not mean overly personal, right? We right. can be personal. Think about if you meet someone at a, a network meeting, you know, you're not going to go tell them your deepest stories about your life or tell them about your biggest hardships off the bat, right? You know, sometimes there's a place for it, but, but most of all, these are things that are like funny things that we're getting to know each other with. So, you know, these don't have to be overly personal. You definitely don't want to end up in the oversharing category, but personal does not mean you're not being professional. And when we keep that in mind, then all of a sudden, yes, it definitely becomes the new professional. And where, you know, I think just in general, where we're all going. And you hit on a key point earlier when you said voice. And I think voice plays a huge role in your personal brand. And so sharing your voice, sharing your stories in your emails helps build your personal brand. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. And the more you write too, I think the more it becomes really apparent what your voice is. You know, sometimes I'll go to write something and I'll be like, eh, this seems a little off. And I'm, and I think, no, cause this isn't, this isn't who really my brand stands for and your voice definitely, and your voice becomes your messaging, which becomes your branding. So it all ties in together. Okay, Brenna. Now some listeners might be thinking I'm boring. And I have nothing to say. <laughs> Definitely. Especially all of us, you know, that are, you know, sitting at home in our Lululemon leggings, you know, behind our computers <laughs> all day. But, but it just even in that scenario right there, that's the connection point, right? Like people understand, you know, my people are going to be totally okay with the fact that I have, you know, you know, my hair in a ponytail and then I've been wearing the same black Lululemon leggings all week long because all of a sudden right there, I'm being very personal with my story about what I'm doing. And I'm also being specific and I'm being specific in talking about the type of, you know, the type of leggings I'm wearing, what, what exactly I'm doing at that moment. So you know, when you, you definitely, your regular stories, once again, are, are not boring. What is boring to people is if we're telling stories that don't have any meaning to the reader. So keeping in mind when we're actually writing these stories, we're always thinking about the end point, our, our unique point of view, our call to action at the end always has the reader's interest in mind. So you can, and the way that you do this is through what I call the power of a stellar segue. Um, when we're telling our stories, we're thinking about ways that we can take our story and actually 
find the unique characteristics of the point of our story and then tie it back to the call to action. And I think the best way, um, if it's okay with you, is to give you a couple examples of what I mean by that. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> So I was looking through a few emails that I've written um, over the last couple months, and a great example here is I talked, one of my emails recently, well, actually it was a couple months ago, was about $21 deodorant. And this story alone, what basically someone had told me about this Kiehl's deodorant, it's $21, but it, she said that she lives, um, it was my friend Sharon, she lives in New Jersey, she said that she does not smell at all or sweat when she wears this deodorant. Well, as living in Sacramento where it's 110 degrees, I sweat constantly during the summer and uh, I would pay any amount of money, right, to not smell or have to not have to carry deodorant in my purse. So I wrote an email essentially about this. Like, I don't want to have to carry, you know, my secret around in my purse to make sure I'm not smelling. So first of all, let's point out here is I'm being very specific about what I'm talking about. Two, if you're a if you're a woman who doesn't want to hear about another person talking about your deodorant, you're not going to be you're not my people at this point, right? You're unsubscribing <laughs> and you're you're leaving. So, which is fine. So, using having this like definition of our voice is people will probably unsubscribe here and there, but that's okay because I'm speaking like I would speak to a friend. I I would go and tell you about this deodorant. But with the thing here is I'm not just telling you a story about $21 deodorant because I want you to go try it, which by the way, if you're listening and you have deodorant issues uh, go buy the $21 deodorant. <laughs> but the, the, what I wrote here is I used a segue. I tied what my story was to my unique point of view and my call to action. And I simply used a transition sentence. And that is what a segue, just so we know too, it's spelled S-E-G-U-E. So it's not the segue you write on. It's a transition sentence in the middle of your writing. My transition sentence here was very simple. What, and I said, what was the moral of this story? And, I, and now this is my opportunity to, re, to go back to my readers and tell them what my unique point of view is here, which for this email was only for information. I, I don't believe I was trying to sell. And what my moral of my story was that the most, one of the most important types of advertising we can do is our the power of word of mouth marketing. And that was simply the point of my story. So here I took this random $21 deodorant story and applied it back to my readers. So they have a really clear image of how they want people talking about their business and how can we get people talking and sharing our messaging for us. Um, another example, is an email that I wrote this week, which um, I've been, I, I won a copy chief mini challenge award for the, for the month of February. So I've been telling everyone and their mom about it. But what I did in this, e in this award winning emails I've been joking around is I told a story about when I was eight months pregnant, my third child, and I was in baby's RS and I had used the restroom, you know, probably for the 40th time that morning, you know, being that pregnant for with my third one. And I was standing in line and I had a rambunctious four-year-old boy and I had my little girl, I was holding on to her and someone tapped me on the back and it was really, really hot. It was like 110 degrees uh, that this whole week. So I just was dying of heat and someone taps me on my shoulder and says, miss or ma'am, 
there's a situation with your skirt, right? They're being, trying to be really, really diplomatic about it. And I kind of look down and I'm like, what are they talking about? And I look behind me and that's when I feel it. I feel my rear ends, right? Like, and not only do I feel my rear end, I feel like my granny panties, like, cause I'm 50 <laughs> pounds heavier than normal. And I had accidentally tucked my skirt into my, into my underwear. And the whole point of this story is, you know, how I transition this over to the reader is that maybe you felt this way in your business, that you're, you're going about your day, you're trying your hardest, and you've unknowingly made a mistake or an error along the way. And all of a sudden, it paralyzes you. And you think, why am I, you know, why am I doing this business? I'm not equipped for this business. What happens if I do this again, and I don't realize it. And there's been situations in my own business where I have screwed up and have felt very paralyzed and wanted to quit. And this was simply a nurture email where I was, you know, telling other people like, this happens to all of us. And a lot of times, and I, I look, and this is the other thing to keep in mind with these stories is I'm looking for characteristics or features in my story that I'm going to apply to my business. So in my story, if you look at my overall messaging, I was embarrassed. I felt super exposed and I felt blindsided by the fact that I didn't realize this was all happening. And I applied those same things. This is what could happen in your business sometimes. You know, you, I was, you're very embarrassed when you screw up, especially in this online platform where every, you feel like everyone can see exactly what you're doing. And I felt very exposed. You know, I felt when I've made these mistakes and they're out for, you know, sometimes in public people can see them. And then I feel like I don't want to move on, you know, like, you know, I don't want to leave the bathroom again without checking my skirt is down. And, you know, to this day, I make sure my skirt is not tucked into my underwear. And so these are this kind of stories that you can use. And so what I'm saying here also is that you, you think you're boring. But when you really start looking for these stories, they're constantly around you. It's just a way of thinking about things through a different lens. And, you know, thinking about the stories that you might tell at a dinner party or to the friend that you just ran into at the soccer field. These are the stories that you can use. And when you learn how to use a segue, you're able to talk about truly anything and really not run out of content. Okay, so I need more information on these segues. So how do I transform my everyday stories into inbox magic? Well, there's a few ways. The first way is to, I'll give you three examples and I'm going to give you a resource. The first way is to find people who do this well. So shout out to myself. You know, if you're looking for someone, uh, Laura Belgray is another, you know, she's the master at this uh, talking shrimp, you know, go and read other people's emails who are using storytelling in this way. Cause one of the best ways we can learn is by example. Um, another way too, is you just have to write like so you, you don't become a master storyteller or a great storyteller or even a decent storyteller unless you're doing it and practicing. So you don't, don't be afraid to put your stuff out in the world, especially on something like Instagram where, you know, after tomorrow, no one's even thinking about, you know, this post, if it's something that's not, not super great. So that's the first way is to, you know, really practice, watch other people. Um, sometimes too, if you, if you really feel stuck getting, you know, bringing in a copy person, um, like myself or someone else, you know, I actually have an appointment next week where I'm just sitting down and writing captions with someone where I'm showing them exactly how to do this by talking with them and helping them find their own stories as we talk and teach them how to do this. And lastly, I have a guide 
and it is called uh it's all about segways and basically i have been so blessed to be able to have examples from some of the top copywriters in you know in the u.s uh laura belgray chris orsakowski uh, marisa Corcoran, Linda Perry, and I take their emails and I break down exactly how they did this in their emails. Um, I also have uh, examples of how this can be done in Instagram captions as well. And then at the end of this, I actually give you 10 segues that you can start using today and apply to your own writing and really hit the ground running. And I love your guide. I actually have a copy of your guide. And if you are listening, you need to get a copy of this because I actually use it every time I sit down and write an email. And Brenna, just like you said, sometimes I think when we sit down to write an email or a caption, or even when I'm sitting down to outline a podcast episode, it gets intimidating and you feel like you have to get every single thought in some written format but i like to think of it as and you said it earlier think of the story think of the transition and then the call to action and i that's how i'm using your guide it's amazing honestly you guys she gives you 10 simple segues and i'm looking at them right now and some of these segues it's like you know you've read these before but it's kind of like that's the transition or you said it earlier what is the moral of the story so thank you so much for sharing this amazing information and i will make sure that your guide is in the show notes is there anything else that you want to say about say about segues or storytelling or emails <laughs> I'll mention really quick, uh, I know you're going to pin the show notes, it's the socialrescue.com backslash segues, S-E-G-U-E-S, and then, you know, I think once again, it just goes back to really, really starting to look at your stories through a different lens. Anyone can do this and, you know, anyone can be able to come in if you're someone too. I also, uh, you know, have a free Facebook group where we do this sometimes, but your story really matters. And I think as, especially if we're starting as moms and you know, starting off, we, you can feel very lost in this, in this online world. And I think it goes back to my mission is showing each and every person where they their their voice truly has a purpose in this world and figuring out how to say it in a way that you can help another with it. So that's the beauty of this kind of writing, I think, as well. That's awesome, Brenna. So how can we connect with you out on the social world? Yes. Uh, my email is thesocialrescue.com. Um, I'm in the middle of doing some personal rebranding. So my Instagram is Brenna McGowan Co. Um, and eventually that will be my website as well. So. All righty. Well, thank you so much. I'll make sure all of this is in the show notes. Thanks again, Brenna. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. If you loved today's episode and walked away with value, then please head over to iTunes, social media for mompreneurs, and leave a review and subscribe to the channel. This would make my day. And don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at Allison Scholes or grab some freebies over at bossladyandsweatpants.com. Take care. I'll see you next time.